0: Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is Episode 14, or Season 2, Episode 2. And today we're going to talk about the word no, and how no is a complete sentence. A few months ago when we were doing Get Brainwashed and learning how to eliminate mental and emotional clutter from our lives, and by the way, I hope that you've continued with that and are making notable strides in clearing out this mental and emotional clutter from your life. Today, I want to offer you a valuable tool that will help you continue getting rid of the mental and emotional clutter in your life and making more room for you, and that is learning how to say no. So, let's take a deep dive inside the Visionarium and look at why no is a complete sentence. Historically. Or let me go back even further and say prehistorically. Part of our success in progressing as a society, as humankind, was in our ability to cooperate and say yes to one another. Because there was a lot of work that needed to be done. A couple of people might have been pushing a boulder up a hill. Some were out chopping down Little trees and twigs to make a fire. Somebody else was hunting for food. And at the end of the day, it all came together. They sat around the campfire and they had a meal and communion. And society moved forward that way. So fast forward. Fast forward to today. We are still a society of human beings that cooperate together. We are also a society that values busyness. So people don't mind asking one another to do things. And they expect us to say yes when we're asked to participate, to help, to come to the party, to bring something, to help me do this favor, run this errand, whatever it is that's needed. There's this subconscious. Feeling that we should say yes about it because that's the cooperative spirit. And if we decide that we don't want to be one of these busy bees, then we're just wasting time. We take on a feeling of guiltiness about this. We feel like if we're not doing something, we're wasting time. Forget the fact that we may not want to do anything. Doing nothing is not valued in our society. So if the reason that we are saying no is so that we can find time to do nothing or to do something for ourselves, then we are accused of being selfish. When actually the person that's asking is also being selfish because they want you to do something for their selves. But we have forgotten how to say no. And I say forgotten because we used to be pretty good at it. Look at any three-year-old as a model of how to say no. They have learned that to resist with the no is a very powerful thing. That pushback makes grown-ups back off. And a three-year-old will go a step further and have a temper tantrum that will really make you think twice about, fooling with them. And I'm not saying that as adults we should have temper tantrums. I don't think that's a great idea. Even though sometimes I will admit I feel like it. I look at those little babies in the stores and I get it. I get it. We all feel like having temper tantrums sometimes. But there's a better way to do it. As adults. We just need to learn how to say no and to understand that no is a very powerful word. The utterance of that sound, no, creates a personal boundary between you and a situation that you do not want to be engaged in. And there is nothing more powerful than saying the word no and leaving it unadorned. A lot of times we can manage to say it, but we put all kind of little tendrils on it. Well, no, because... Mm, You just can't put it out there and let it hang loose in all of its beauty. We've got to decorate it and adorn it with a lot of excuses and explanations. And that just gives the person that you're saying no to an opportunity to come up with more ammunition. And they do. They push back. And a lot of times we're just completely beat down into submission and it needn't be. So this discussion today is to offer you some confidence in your no and a way to put it out there and really mean it yourself and to understand why it is important to have no, to have personal boundaries in your life and to begin to understand that anybody that has a hissy fit because you're saying no to them or executing a personal boundary, is just evidence that that boundary needs to be there in the first place. We live in a yes culture. The obvious reason that it's important to learn how to say no is that we all have a limited amount of time and energy and resources. So these very valuable things need to be used judiciously. And if we are just saying yes to everything, we're saying yes to things that really have no meaning to us, we're just being people pleasers and not even thinking about ourselves in any of this, pretty soon the yeses will lose their meaning completely and we have just forgotten how to say no and set up personal boundaries. So our life becomes cluttered with meaningless commitments and dysfunction. So perfecting the art of learning how to say no is like learning a superpower that will help you eliminate energy draining sinkholes from your life. I like acronyms. So I've come up with an acronym that will help you remember the steps that you can take As you build up your no muscle. If you're like most of us, it will take you a little time before you gain the confidence and feel comfortable enough to just say no and let it be. To just put it out there and let it just hang loose. When you do that, though, it's going to be very entertaining to you to see the reaction that the other person had. Their head's going to bobble. It's like you put an electrical charge on them or something. And they're going to just be standing there waiting on your because. You will get to that point. But the acronym that I'm about to offer you gives you a way to ease into it as you build up that muscle of saying no. The acronym is NOPE. N-O-P-E. The N stands for no. That's the first thing that you have to do. You have to say no. And you can put a no thank you on the end of it. You can say no, but thanks for asking. No, no thanks. No, you know, with a slight inflection in it, as if you have some kind of regret that you really don't have to have. But just no. That's what the N is. The O stands for option. A more gentle approach is to give them an option. For example, if somebody asks you if you could be the person that takes the tickets at the door of the fundraiser and you really don't want to be in that position, you don't want to be at the fundraiser, but you're going, but now you got to work the front door, you can say no. But I can work at the registration desk. So you're sitting there at the registration desk and you're just passing out forms. To you, that's a bit more doable and less strenuous on your mental and emotional capacity than just standing at the door. So the O is an option. You say no, but then you offer something else. No, I can't go Tuesday, but I might be available on Friday. So you haven't given a complete no to the situation, but you're working your way to it. Which brings us to the letter P in the acronym NOPE. P stands for postponement. Postpone it. And it sounds something like this. Hmm let me get back to you on that. Let me think about that and get back to you. And what you're doing there is creating enough space between the question, can you do this, and your response to give yourself time to have a pep talk and a way for you to politely decline. You're giving yourself time by saying, ah, can I get back to you on that? So the E in the word nope stands for excuse. You can go with something really honest like, I am totally exhausted and I just really need some downtime. So no, I cannot. And sometimes what the honest truth will do to a person is let them recognize that they probably could use some downtime too. And they'll look at you like you're some kind of superhuman that you had the courage to just admit it. Because there's some kind of shame these days in admitting that we only have a limited amount of energy and time and sometimes we just need to rest. You can use that honesty, which is an excuse and a reason for saying no, or you may have another legitimate excuse. I have previous plans, I have a date with my honey bunny that night. Whatever you want to say, I would not dignify their request with a lie. They don't deserve that from you. And that just creates more anxiety on your end. You've got plenty of reasons to say no. And you don't even need the one because no is a complete sentence in and of itself. But that's your acronym, N-O-P-E. Put the no out there, give them an option, you can't do that but you might do this, postpone or offer an excuse. Learning to say no is a lot like learning how to meditate. It's a habit that's cultivated over time. The more you do it, the more you say it, the easier it gets. The easier it gets, the less guilty you feel. We do need to set up personal boundaries around who and what we are so that we are not so willing to accept unacceptable behavior. And saying no doesn't just mean turning down invitations or saying no to extra work. It's not accepting unacceptable behavior in ourselves or in others. Setting up a boundary means that you recognize that other people have boundaries, too. For example, if I need to talk to my friend Chris because I have something on my mind and I need to talk to somebody and I need to vent, I don't just call Chris up and just start right in with a litany of my complaints and what I'm griping about. I'll say, hey, Chris, I've got something that I really need to talk about. Do you have a moment? This is a good time for you to listen for us to talk and at that point Chris can tell me yes this is a good time or is free to say you know I really want to give you my undivided attention but right now I just need a few more minutes can I call you back and then I will say yes or no or find somebody else to talk to or work it out myself but that's respecting That my friend has boundaries too. Likewise, you might be at a party. Somebody that you don't even know comes over and just starts talking about something that's bothering them. Something that happened and they're just letting it all hang out. And you're not really available to hear that. You might say something like, you know, I'm I'm really honored that you would trust me enough to share this with me. But to be honest with you, right now I really don't have the personal bandwidth to listen. Do you think we could chat about something a little lighter? Now that can be pretty heavy if somebody's never had an experience with someone saying no, but it's also an opportunity because that person will remember that you put a period on that and in the future they may approach someone that they don't know with a little bit more respect. And one last thing that I'd like to say about saying no is that we need to learn how to say no to ourselves and we may be the worst offenders. But there are some things that if we learn how to say no to, it can add more pleasure and more productivity to our lives. For example, just saying no first thing in the morning to checking social media and then checking it all day long. No, you don't do that. You can't do that. Or, Saying no to every little snack that you want to eat when you know that you've put restrictions on what you're consuming these days because you want to lose a few pounds. Or saying no to yourself when you're choosing to sit on the couch all day and look at TV when you really could get a walk in or do some other exercise because you said that you would do that for yourself. So are you beginning to see a pattern here? The pattern is basically being mindful about the things that we commit to doing. And before we say yes, ask ourselves a few questions. How much does this really mean to me? How much value does this add to my time? Am I doing this? Am I saying yes to this for the right reason? Or am I just people-pleasing? And can I let it go and make room for something that is more important to me? At some point, you might even realize that it's not always about making room to do something that's more important to you. But it could also be about making room to do nothing. Because that is important too. In doing these practices, to help choose yes by saying no. We make our yeses more significant. We make the opportunities that we have to say yes create more meaningful experiences for us. And we savor those. Because if you say yes to everything, yes loses its flavor. So when we begin to say no, we reclaim our time. And the more time and space that we can create To accomplish the things that really add value to our life. That really cause us to feel in love with our lives again. More on purpose. The better we're going to feel about being selfish with those yeses. And the more comfortable we will become in saying no. Just no. Because no is a complete sentence. So with that, we have reached the end of our episode. Let's swim back up to the surface and take a deep breath. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. And if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any ideas for an upcoming episode that you have a particular interest in, drop me a line. My email address is the Visionarium podcast at gmail.com or you can also go to our website InsideTheVisionarium.com and leave a comment and I will reply. I want to also thank you for letting others know about this podcast inviting a friend and just letting people know that we exist. I appreciate that. So until we meet again Remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.